What's up, Mike? Can you hear me? Yep. All right. Love that hack. Congratulations. Thank you. And just for those viewers that are out there watching, like Rick Del Santo, it's not cold in my apartment. This is just currently the only Steelers hat that I have. Okay. <clears throat> Rick, thanks for tuning in. Um, good to see you out there, buddy. Yeah, so... Uh, all right, here we go. Okay, here we go. Oh, okay. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the live edition of the Talk Turn you up. Um, Podcast, Spotify, TalkShoe, and Anchor. Yeah, I, I can't I, I can't hear you that well at all. I don't know how much Anchor's going to pick up, so. What about now? A little better, except now your face is taking up the whole screen and I'm scared. <laughs> Joining me every week, as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the note to grow. How's it going, buddy? Good. Good. All right, well. Like I said, you know, we're going to be talking Friday Night Smackdown, Monday Night Raw. We're going to be talking the uh, well, Royal Rumble that's coming. Do we want to talk a little bit about, do we want to talk a little bit about day one first? I mean, we haven't been on day the air one. since our, since our you know, prediction show. <clears throat> that's right. Um, who won the prediction show? What was that? Who won the prediction show? Uh, you did. Oh, okay. But you knew that. I don't know why you asked me that. I didn't know that. Yes, I didn't you, ask you. Yes, you did. During the show, you asked me, and I said because of the bonus that you got, you were well, you were way ahead. Oh, okay. Scott says you can't hear me that good. Can hear Greg just fine. I know. Well, thank you for thank you for the input, though, Scott. Um, yeah, what'd you think of day one? I thought it was good. The best, the best pay per view of twenty twenty two so far. Yep. Yes, it is. I agree. Definitely. Um, yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a good pay per view. Um, I was surprised we heard it be five way because you know Roman coming down with COVID. Obviously, he had to be home and you know quarantine because of his underlying condition and didn't want anything bad to happen to him. Or anybody else. Well, as it turns out, it did go bad for him anyway, so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I thought, uh, I thought it was a good, uh, a good pay-per-view. Um, we'll definitely go over the match. It, yeah, we don't have to go, th- go through each of the matches, because then we'll wind up doing a three-hour show. Um, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Um, part of it was due to the fact that Reigns didn't wrestle, so we only had the one marquee matchup. Um, and the Fatal Five went like eight and a half minutes long. So it, it was a, a letdown because of those two matches. Um, was expecting a, a knockdown, drag him out, Fatal Four Way, um, and Reigns Lesnar. And we didn't get Reigns Lesnar, and we got an eight and a half minute main event. So. Right. I think that was the only drawback to the pay per view. Yeah, I mean, I think the two tag team matches were the two best matches on the card. Commentators that were saying, "Oh, Roman Reigns." I mean, um, 
Brock Lesnar dominated the Fatal Five Way. No, Brock Lesnar. He spent more time, I think, out of the ring. He got speared. He got, you know, a lot of, a lot yeah, of but he 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 threw suplexes around in the beginning and then threw F5s all over the place. And then got, you know, double teamed outside the ring and then got speared through the, the barricade. So maybe he was out for about three of the eight and a half minutes, but then he came back in and did two more F5s. I, I, so I kind of agree, you know. Good. Raphael, thanks for tuning in. Um, yeah, but I mean... I would have to say overall with that match in the pay-per-view, I would say overall I gave it a B-minus to a C. You never like the C-plus. You just go straight from B-minus to C. You never give anything a C-plus. That's a wide range. Um, but I, I would go C-plus. Like a high okay. C-plus on a number scale like 78, 79, 79 and a half. Right. Um, the pre-show match was okay. I mean, it was, you know, what I kind of expected. But yeah. I thought the rest of the card, I thought the rest of the card was, was good. You know, like you said, the two tag team matches were the best ones of the night. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, so, I mean, A1 pay-per-view is done with, and now we're just heading out to the Royal Rumble. We're on the road to WrestleMania. We're gonna get over. We're gonna get to talking about that afterwards. But after um, day one pay per view with Monday Night Raw. What'd you think of Monday Night Raw? Um, I mean, it was okay. I mean, it was wasn't worse than previous Monday Night Raws. It was maybe a little better. Um, you know, I mean. Brock Lesnar started, you know, started to show up through the ring steps in the ring and stood above everybody else. And, you know, Paul Heyman played the part of his representative very well. Um, and I think, you know, like I said before, if, if you're going to put a title on Brock Lesnar for a little bit and then have him lose it, now's the time to do it because you don't see a lot of title matches during between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Right. <clears throat> so But yeah, what was your um, what was your high points of Monday Night Raw? Um probably Tamina and Akira Tozawa against <laughs> Reggie and Daniel Brooke. Um that was my favorite match probably of all time. Um No, I think both tag matches were bad. Um that one, and then the other one with the uh, the women. Um, that was just if 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 it's not clear that they need to split up Ripley and Nikki Ash, I think after this match, you have to. Um, yeah. Let Nikki disappear for a few weeks. Um, let Rhea get back into the singles um, picture and try and reestablish herself. Um, as a bona fide contender for the title. Um, so yeah, those are definitely my, my low points. Um, and as I'm scrolling through here, I mean, yeah, I mean, the only match that, that was 
really, really good um, was, I mean, Damian Priest off Ziggler. Um, that match was a type of match that I expect to see between Damian Priest and Dolph Ziggler. Um, yep. And that was that was definitely, in my opinion, the best match of the night. Yeah, they definitely work well together. And, you know, especially I like the stipulations of the match, too, which made it a little more interesting. Um, I feel a little bit better. Thanks, Raphael. Um Took tomorrow off of work to get an extra day's rest, and so... Oh, you already called out for tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um... But, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Nikki A.S.H. and, um... Rhea Ripley, I mean... They're just not the tag team title anymore. Let Rhea go on and sing. Right, and, and like I said, if you want to just get her off TV for a couple of weeks, um... I know it was announced that next week or tomorrow, I should say, um, Alexa Bliss's journey back to Monday Night Raw starts. So maybe it ends with her and Nikki um, getting together as, as, as a tag team again um, and, and challenge Vega and Carmella for their titles. I was just going to mention that to you. What do you think? What do you think is going to happen with that? I mean, are they going to have Alexa? Maybe they'll have Alexa Bliss come back the way she was before she got involved with this Lily character. Well, well, before she got involved with the Lily character, she was involved with the Fiend. So, are you talking before the Fiend? Before the Fiend, yeah. When she was Little Miss Bliss, basically. Yeah, five feet of fury. Yep. Um. It it all depends on in what once again in what manner they bring her back in. Um, she developed and handled that character incredibly well. So if she comes back and she's still on that dark side, and Nikki Cross comes back um, with her, you know, sanity um, persona. I think that would work very well. I think if she were to come back as Little Miss Bliss, I think you'd want to put her on SmackDown to continue that little late thing with Charlotte. But because she's going to be on Raw, you know, maybe she comes back as a heel. Right. And you know the way they're going to start off is just with three weeks of vignette, vignette, vignette. Damn There'll probably be two weeks of vignettes, yep. then Royal Rumble. Yep. Yep. And, you know, like I said, Monday Night Raw, to me, it, it was okay. I, I gave it a C. Yeah, but once again, about a C plus. Um, a little bit lower of a C plus, more than 77, 78. Um, yeah. I mean, there were definitely, I mean, the fit of four-way where Bobby Lashley won, was also an excellent match. But with the four wrestlers that were in it, if you if it wasn't going to be a B-plus or an A-minus, then why even bother having it? Um, right. So I, I think that was also one of the highlights of the show. And then everything else was mediocre, yep. so. Right. And uh, I, yep. I just think that... Uh, 
Monday Night Raw was, you know, got a little better last week. And looks like it's going to be good this week, too, because they got a couple of good matches on it. Yeah. They, and they, they only have, the they, technically, they only have two more weeks of battling the NFL. Um, obviously, there's a game tomorrow night, and then next week, um, opening week of the playoffs, they have the first time ever wild card matchup on Monday night. Then after that, yep. Monday Night Raw is on its own again, not battling against you know the NFL. Right. So. Yeah. So you know, I thought Monday Night Raw, you know, they they did quite well with the show. You know, like I said, I gave it a C. They've been uh, they've been improving a lot, uh, quite a bit over the past couple weeks. What were your thoughts of the Alpha Academy actually beating RK Bro? Uh, I, I kind of expected it, because like you had said, and I agree with you on this part, I really think they're going to be the new Raw Tag Champions. And we'll, we'll probably see that tomorrow night. But, uh, well, they don't, why, think, why, why tomorrow night? Why not tomorrow night? Oh. Unless they're going to fight at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I believe they are. Oh. If they're going to fight at the Royal Rumble, then that's when they'll take it, is at the Royal Rumble. Just double check. Well, no, it's not listed. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, uh, so I, I, I thought that was, that was a good match. I like, uh, I like Chad Gable on the mic. Yeah, yeah, he's not bad. And he's good in the ring. I mean, he, he's not, I mean, he's a very, very talented wrestler in the ring. Um, the only downside yeah. is his height, you know. Yep. That, that's the only downside. Yeah, we, all know, we all know Otis is the powerhouse of that team. Yeah, so that's what, uh, absolutely. That's where, that's where they're going to get a lot, of their, uh, a lot of their victories from. But that's kind of how almost, that's how almost every successful tag team has been over a length of time. You had the one powerhouse and you have the one more agile with the exception of the Viking Raiders. They're just both powerhouses and agile. <laughs> how, um, how surprised were you that the Viking Raiders were beaten? Well, that's not Monday Night Raw. Oh, no, that was SmackDown. That's right. Which we're going to get into uh, momentarily. Well, yeah, like I said, as far as uh, as far as Monday Night Raw goes, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's Monday Night Raw. So, so you I think the match we saw between Omos and AJ Styles is one and done? I mean, with how convincingly no. Omos won that match? Do you think it's time for AJ I, to move on to somebody else? I, they probably will, but I don't think it's one and done. I think we're going to see, uh, I think we'll see probably one more. What in that match makes you think that, though? AJ Styles, he's going to want to get retribution against Omos for, for what he did. Destroy him? Huh? Destroy him? I mean, Omos dominated the match. It was a short match. It was a quick match. I mean, not one and not even one half of a second did AJ Styles look like he even had a chance to win. Right. And what they're gonna do? What they're gonna do with Omos now? 
Well, I think the next thing we see with Omos is in the Battle Royal. Or the Royal... Yeah. Excuse me, the Royal Rumble. Yep. Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, which, which I forgot at the beginning of the show, and it just popped into my head now. Um, there was some breaking news this past week about Sasha Banks. Okay. I guess, I guess she suffered a foot injury. Um... Match in Boston. She's gonna be out six to eight weeks. Yep. Nothing, nothing's broken though. So. Well, it, it might as well be because that's typically how long a break heals. It's six to eight weeks. Right. Yep. So there's kind of no uh, Royal Rumble this year for Sasha Banks. Which no. Kind of bummed out. No. It is what it is. You can't. I mean, there will be no Sasha Banks, no Bailey. So exactly. So yeah. So now Friday night SmackDown. Boy, this is going to be interesting to talk about here. <laughs> um, started started off with Roman Reigns coming out, and then Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. Lesnar's getting Lesnar's getting a little bit better on the microphone. Yeah, he is. And. You know, he was talking title for title and you know, everything else. Roman's like, well, this is my show, blah, blah, blah. But where do you think Paul Heyman's allegiance lies? Right now, Brock Lesnar. Okay. I mean, he came out with Brock Lesnar. He left with Brock Lesnar. Spoke on the behalf of Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he said that, you know, while you were away, I had my allegiance to the tribal chief, um, and Brock Lesnar shut him right up, but, you know, he's with Brock Lesnar. Okay. I think somewhere along the line, he'll probably end up back with Roman Reigns again. Well, that's just my opinion. No, it, it could. I mean, if, if and when Brock Lesnar... Takes his summer off, and we don't see him again until SummerSlam. Um, yep. You know, there'll have to be something for Paul Heyman to do. Right. You, uh, you got a list of the matches from SmackDown? We'll go over them, or? Do uh, you want to go over them match by match? Yeah, we can go over them match by match. Oh, okay. We just didn't do that with any of the other ones. Um,. Well, like you said, that that opening segment with Reigns and and Lesnar and Paul Heyman, um, it it was possibly the best part of the show. Um, Possibly. Um, Lesnar starting to talk for himself made it that much better and not sound like a bumbling idiot. Um, I, I thought it was it was excellent. It was well well taken out. It starts to fuel the rumor that it will be Reigns versus Lesnar, belt for belt at WrestleMania. Don't know if that's really going to happen because why are you going to have a Royal Rumble and what's it then going to be a triple threat match? I, I don't know. Um, but, you know, I think the segment started out and really, really got you interested in watching the show. Yep. I, def- I, I definitely agree. I mean, you know, Roman 
Roman's always been good on the mic. Brock Lesnar's been been improving on the mic. I'm glad to hear that he's starting to talk for himself and, you know, like you said, not sound like a bumbling idiot. I um, I gave I gave the segment between an A minus and a B plus. I gave it an A. I really think it was great. Okay. Um, I mean, you kind of maybe expected the Usos to come down and the three of them to try and lay a beat down on Lesnar, but none of that happened. And that's why they made it that much better. Yep. Then the roller coaster began because after that was the Rick Boogs Sami Zayn match. I'm going to let you take this one first. Oh, okay. Um, just before the match. Um, Sami Zayn was backstage getting interviewed and then saw Johnny Knoxville. And Johnny Knoxville was talking about how he wanted to be in the Rumble and Sami Zayn said, you can't just declare in the Rumble, you have to earn your spot. So then Rick Boogs and Sami Zayn wrestle and just a few weeks ago, Sami Zayn was in a feud with Reigns and or Brock Lesnar now he and now he's the number one contender for Nakamura, and he loses cleanly to Rick Boogs, and then after the match, Johnny Knoxville comes running down and tosses him over the top rope to officially um, earn his spot in the Royal Rumble. Right. Um, I can describe the whole segment in three words. What? The fuck? Yeah, exactly. Really, thanks for tuning in. Uh, exactly. I'm, I mean, why? Why are you having your number one contender for the Intercontinental title? I understand the whole Johnny Knoxville thing. That's fine. That's fine. But to lose to Rick Boogs cleanly? Just absolutely buffoons. Right. I, I gave I it a agree. D. I gave the whole segment and everything a D. Yep, and that's a good grade. But I gave it a D minus. I mean, Rick Boogs, he's he's a strong he's a strong guy, strong competitor. Yeah, oh yeah, he is. I think I think his wrestling ability is starting to improve a little bit each week. You see it in like in like little spots, little bursts. Like he does good for two minutes, and then for the next five, he's like lost. Right, but uh, like you said. You know, you got Sami Zayn as the number one contender, and you're going to make him go out like that. That's just that's just stupid. So I gave it a D minus. Okay. Then we had another in ring segment. Um, Charlotte Flair came out, and she had the honor of introducing eighteen competitors plus herself for the Royal Rumble. We'll go over the list of competitors when we talk. Um, Royal Rumble. Um, yep. Interesting part was that she declared herself to be in the Royal Rumble so she could win it and choose her own opponent, her own opponent for WrestleMania. Okay. So I don't know what your thoughts are about that, but I'll let you take it from here. Well, the segment with Charlotte Flair was pretty good. I mean, Charlotte, you know, she does she does good promos. She's great on the mic. I was surprised when Naomi came out. Um, wasn't wasn't expecting that. But as far as Charlotte declaring herself for the Royal Rumble, I I 
saw this whole segment way differently. Um, I think what it... I think this is something that was done like on the fly last minute. I think if there was a script for Monday Night Raw that they got, say, on Saturday or Sunday to look at what was going to be going on, it got changed Monday. As we saw with Rhea Ripley, um... Charlotte can be antagonized to get into a match. Um, And that's why she went to NXT to defend against Rhea Ripley. Mm -hmm. There's a certain couple of people that are very highly um, respected in the female division that that we already mentioned are not going to be in the Royal Rumble due to injuries. Sasha Banks, six to eight weeks means by the end of February, she should be cleared. Yep. Bailey could be back by mid-March. This, in my eyes, leaves an opportunity for if Charlotte did win, for one or both or either, to kind of do those in-ring promos to kind of, you know antagonize Charlotte into choosing them to fight at WrestleMania. Because right now, the best match you could have on SmackDown of the wrestlers that are there at WrestleMania would be Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Flair. Yep, and with Charlotte declaring her, and I can see that too, because with Charlotte declaring herself in the Royal Rumble and she wins, by the time she makes the, the decision in WrestleMania, those two will be back already. Well, definitely so can- Sasha... Bailey's still not, obviously not confirmed. I mean, it's still right. technically well, two months back. out from now. So I can see Sasha and, uh, and Charlotte possibly at WrestleMania. Yeah, but I mean, I gave, you know, that segment, I gave an A-. minus. The match between Naomi and Charlotte, I mean, it was an okay match. I mean, Naomi, you know, had some good moves. She usually fumbles around in the ring. She's like a little bit better than Rick Boogs, if you want to say, because her spurts will be three or four minutes and three, four minutes bad. But I didn't, there weren't a lot of goofs, so I actually gave that, the match part, a B minus. Okay. Then we had, uh, which is getting worse and worse every week, um, Happy Talk. With Happy Corbin and quote unquote Drew McIntyre. Um, the best part of that whole segment was Madcap Moss's Scottish accent. Yeah. Um, then close to the end of the, the little segment, the Viking Raiders came down. Um, it turned into a match that Corbin and Madcap Moss won, which is what you're referring to. Um, which is a big surprise. 
Um, I mean, Viking Raiders is one of those teams that you just you don't understand. They're they're the ricochet of tag teams. They're they're better than the credit they're given. Um, when they're given the opportunity, they perform, but then it gets take the opportunities get taken away from them. Right. Um, that whole thing with the segment and the match, I gave a D plus. Uh, I I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, the the Madcap Moss. I mean, I actually started laughing in the beginning with Madcap Moss doing the Drew McIntyre thing, but um, and then Happy Corbin. You know, well, if I was to face you, how would I do against you? And blah blah blah. Yeah, I gave uh, I couldn't have done without that. I gave it a D. Yeah, yeah. The whole happy talk. The if you want to leave them as a tag team, that's fine. But we, we they've got to do away with the happy talk. It's just annoyingly stupid. Yep. Um, and, and Madcap Moss. I mean, that he was one of the surprises to me at day one as to you know how well he handled himself in the ring against Drew McIntyre. And he's pretty built too. Yeah. Yeah, he is. I didn't notice it until I saw the match. He's he's pretty jacked. And uh, but the match itself, I agree with you. I was surprised that the Viking Raiders lost, and you know they're one of those teams, like you said. You know they look good for a week or two, and then the next week they just lose a match. Yeah. And this match you expect them to win. So I gave I gave the match a a C to a C minus. Ooh, excuse me. Ooh, again. Sorry. Then we had the street fight for the SmackDown Tag Team titles, the Usos against the New Day. Um, it was said before the match that this was the New Day's last chance um, to get the title off of the Usos. You're first. Um, it's a good thing that they said that, but I'm kind of bummed out that they, that they did that because they, they have great matches together. I mean, I'd have to say this is probably one of the highlights of SmackDown. The Usos and, and the New Day. They, they always have a great match together. Uh, I can see why they're saying it's going to be the last match that the two of them will have together because they faced each other like a thousand times already. Right. And, uh, well, Caleb Braxton was interviewing the Usos backstage and they actually gave kudos to the New Day by saying that the New Day was the best tag team that they have ever faced. And that right. that they're the best tag team we probably ever will face. So I thought that was, I thought that was pretty good on their part. But um, overall, uh, I would, I would give the match a, a B plus. Exactly. That's exactly the grade I gave. Um, once again, as I've said in the past, if we hadn't seen these these tag teams wrestle as often as we have, it probably would have been an A minus to an A. I agree, it was the best match of the night. Um, I still think there were two or three other moments of the show that were better. Um, but you know, with it being a street fight. It, they didn't use as many weapons and objects that I thought they were going to use, um, which made it better. You, you know, yeah. 
Um, I don't like those street fights where they, I mean they bring a stop sign out from under the ring. Who the fuck keeps a stop sign out from under the you know under a ring? You know right. they get really stupid. Um, yep. but yeah, I, I think this was the best match of the night. Yep, totally agree. Um, it was announced earlier in the show. Um, Adam Pierce was talking to Sonya Deville uh, about the fact that. You know, Lesnar's facing Lashley at the Royal Rumble. They've got to come up with a with a match that can rival that match. And he said he was given the sole decision to choose Roman Reigns' um, opponent. So he ran into Roman Reigns and told him that, that he was able to choose his opponent. And he would do so before the end of the show. And then Roman Reigns kind of cut him off and said he needed to go watch his cousins fight. Yep. Well, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the clock and it's like, okay, it's 9.57. This match is still going. It's 9.58. The match is still going. It's like 9.59 and the match is still just about ready to end. I'm like, how the hell is Adam Pierce going to make any announcement now? And then it cuts right. to the back with Roman Reigns in his locker room and you hear... This weird knock on the door, um, which if you go back and listen to it, the knock resembles the shield. Dun, dun. You know, the, 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 the set, go back and listen to it again if you can. And yeah. then Seth Rollins walks in and just laughs. It, it quickly went up online and announced on Twitter by websites that, that Seth Rollins will challenge Roman Reigns at the, at the Royal Rumble. But then a lot of those have been taken away because no announcement has officially been made. Um, so it is still speculation and rumored that Seth Rollins will challenge Roman Reigns. They did report that after SmackDown went off the air... Um, the Usos were in the ring and Seth Rollins did come down to a loud, ruckus ovation from the Mohegan Sun Arena, which is here in lovely Connecticut, where we know the crowds in the Northeast are typically typically more vocal than other places. Um, got a little bit of a beatdown from the Usos, then overcame the Usos with a curb stomp and uh, buckle bomb and... The crowd went home extremely happy with the quote-unquote supposed face turn for Seth Rollins. Okay, now, if they have that match for Royal Rumble, what do you think? What do you think about it? I mean, you've got SmackDown versus Raw. They don't normally do that, right? No, um, but as we'll get into um, a little bit more about when we talk about you know the Royal Rumble with some of the entrants... In Laura Rumble, you know they're they're possibly realizing that you know what, you know we we've got to do what we've got to do to put on great matches. Yep. You know if that means Absolutely. giving Seth Rollins the opportunity to, you know, defeat Roman Reigns and win the title. Um, it's been reported on a couple different websites that Seth Rollins was supposed to win the belt at day one and then go on to defend the title against whoever was going to win the Royal Rumble. Yep, and 
I think it would have happened if they didn't add Lesnar to the, to the match. Well, right, right, right. But yeah. once they added Lesnar to the match, you know, I, I don't understand why you have to change the result. I mean, you still could have had Roman Reigns be the champion. <clears throat> um, and then defend later on against Brock Lesnar and have Seth Rollins still win. So, why they chose to give the the belt to Brock Lesnar is still <clears throat> confusing to me. Yeah, that to me that's why I said that the other two segments um were were really good, but this was the one that I was pumped with because I'll be honest with you, without you know, with Daniel Bryan no longer being in WWE, um I don't really watch him much. I've seen a couple of his matches in AEW, but Seth Rollins is is pretty close to being, you know, my, my favorite male wrestler um in WWE. So I was pumped and excited for the potential of seeing those two go up against each other. Because to me, that's a WrestleMania-worthy main event at Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) So. Yeah, so uh, we're going to be talking uh, Royal Rumble after... My favorite part of the show. We hope it's everybody else's favorite part of the show as well. It's Nuggies News. So, Greg, take it away. All right. Well, real quickly, something I did want to touch on that we just seem to always skip over. Um, I did watch um, NXT 2.0 New Year's Evil. Um, want to send out a congratulations to Braun Breaker for becoming the new NXT champion. Uh, a couple interesting things about that was rumors that Tommaso Ciampa um, could be done with NXT. Um, I mean, they've they've done a lot of changes in NXT be- since it came to 2.0. Um, I mean, letting wrestlers go. I mean, this past week, just a, late in the week. Um, Steven Regal's gone, Joe, Samoa Joe's gone again, some other talent, you know, backstage. And if you look at what's left in NXT 2.0, you can barely recognize what Shawn Michaels and Triple H had built. Um, right. Except for Tommaso Ciampa. Um, yep. Roderick Strong losing his title. Um, so I, I don't know if, who the hell knows, maybe he leaves and gets released and they had the formal Undisputed Era in AEW. But there was a nice touching segment after the match was over. Um, after they went off the air, Rick Steiner came out and celebrated in the ring with his son. Um, so it's still weird to me that they'll, they'll allow the WWE Universe to know that Rick Steiner's Braun Breaker's father but still won't let him use the Steiner name. I, I that I just it's it's just very weird to me. Yep. And Rick looks good. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, excuse me. 
Oh, Jesus. Um, no, I don't need that one. That one can go bye-bye. So right now, there was an article that was put out. Um, if we had done a show last week, it would have been a little more relevant. But this is an article where um, up a website called Listicle. <laughs> Five WWE current champions and their rumored WrestleMania 38 opponents. Okay. So the first one they list, um, SmackDown Women's Champion could face Bailey or Sasha at WrestleMania 38. So likelihood slash interest level, go for it. Um, likelihood, eight and a half. Interest level eight. I, I totally agree. Right about there, exactly. Because yeah. um, when you look at the rest of the roster, I mean, unless they're going to add Asuka to the SmackDown roster, there's just really nobody else that that Charlotte could be in the ring with that would be a WrestleMania, you know, match. Yep. Next one. Once again. This was from last weekend that I downloaded this article. Damian Priest could defend his WWE United States Champion against Seth Rollins. Likelihood? Two. Interest? Seven. I'd go about there. Um, I'd go the likelihood of one. Um, with an interest of about six to seven, only if it's a Damian Priest that we saw wrestle against Dolph Ziggler. Not the right. Damian Priest we saw in that zombie apocalypse lumberjack match. No. Yep. Raw Women's Champion Benchy, Becky Lynch expected to face against Bianca Belair. Likelihood, I'd say nine. Interest level nine. You think it's that high of a likelihood? Yep. Okay. Okay. Or, yeah, I mean, yeah, because I don't think they're gonna go with uh, with you dropping Becky Lynch because that's that would just be crazy. Well, I mean, not for not for. I mean, yeah, I mean, I could see that being the outcome. Maybe you know at the Royal Rumble, you um, drop somehow winning over Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair, but not at WrestleMania. Um, Brock Lesnar could face Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns in a triple threat match. Likelihood three. Interest level eight. Okay. And then it lists Roman Reigns to face Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania 38. Likelihood, eight. Now I'll go seven and a half. Oh. Interest level about... No. Interest level will be about seven. I think the likelihood would be a little higher. I would think 8.5 to nine. Because once again, if Lesnar's defending the, the title with guys on Raw... I don't think they're going to officially move Rollins to, to SmackDown. 
Who else on yep. SmackDown is there to wrestle Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? Right. Yep. I want to welcome PAPW's number one fan, Jacob, who's tuning in. Jacob, congratulations on your on your match. You're a high school wrestler now, so congratulations on your match the other day. Gonna be another superstar in the making. There, there you go. The next Kurt Angle. Yep. Just don't wrestle with a broken freaking neck. Right. Um, WWE has um, added some more things that you're not allowed to say, um, whether it be on a broadcast or in an article related to WWE. Yep. And it is now banned to say the term pay-per-view. They're no longer pay-per-view events. They're now called premium live events. And the main reason for that is because 70, 75% of the people that watch the quote-unquote pay-per-views watch them on the network through Peacock. So they're not paying a pay-per-view like you used to have to go to On Demand and pay 50 bucks for a match. Fuck it, though. It's still our pay-per-view prediction, Joe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, It was reported previously that Kyrie Sane's contract was ending in December, which has now been determined to not be true. Who reported it? Dave Meltzer. Whose contract? Uh, Kyrie Sane. Oh, okay. Now it's proven, now it's been reported by Fightful that her contract expires in February... And AEW has already reached out to her to be a, a potential ambassador for, in professional wrestling and sign a contract with AEW because there are a couple of events that she wanted to do in Japan that WWE told her no. So if she's able to do that um, and, and you know wrestle in like the kingdom and, and whatever else goes on out there, um, that could be a big um, boost for Kyrie Singh. And last but not least, I have a, a list here of um, the five most iconic entrance themes in WWE history. Now, there's been some great themes, some bad themes. Um, these aren't, I mean, they're listed five to one, but not that five is the fifth. So it's not. You know, these are just the top five. And I want you to tell me whether you agree or disagree with their five entrance themes that will go down in history as the most iconic themes. All right. The first one is King of Kings, Triple H's theme song. Yeah. Okay. Rest in Peace, Undertaker's theme. Definitely. Voices, Randy Orton's theme. Uh, yeah. Now, I never knew the name of this song, but Metalingus? Do you have any Metalingus? Is the name of the song for the for this? Yeah, see, you you have that same confused look. Apparently, that's the name of Edge's theme. Oh yeah, from Alter Bridge. 
I don't freaking know. Oh, okay. <coughs> Do you agree? Yeah. And the last one they list is Cult of Personality by for CM Punk. Nah, I don't think so. No. Nah. Are there any theme songs that you could think of that could be amongst that top five that, that maybe was overlooked as iconic in WWE history. Hogan. That would be one. Shawn Michaels. Um, and God rest his soul, Randy Savage, the Macho Man. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Those are three that I could see. Okay. And, folks, that's Nuggies News for today. All right. Thank you, Greg. Now we get to the January... All right. Let's get down to brass tacks. I apologize for moving around a little bit there, folks, but I'm trying to get comfortable with this leg. And, uh... So... Yeah, because the more you move, the more... Pix- the more you move, the more pixelated your picture is. It's going to be that 1948 camera you have on your laptop. Greg is, uh, Greg is using $25 words again with me here. Pixelated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so what do you think? The Royal Rumble. I mean, we got... One, one thing I want to talk about right away is the 18 women. 19. That they just... Named them just like that. Yep. I mean, yeah, I'm sure you've got the list there. So, so let's go over them and see what we think about them. As announced um, by Charlotte Flair, other than herself, declaring herself, she did name 18 other wrestlers. Um, from Monday Night Raw, she named Carmella, Dana Brooke, Nikki A.S.H., Queen Zelina, Rhea Ripley, and Tamina. From SmackDown, she named Aaliyah, Naomi, Natalia, Shayna Baszler, and Shotzi. Former... Go ahead. That's a total of 11 right now. Six from Raw, five from SmackDown. Well, right and Charlotte Flair. I mean, yeah. so that's 12. Yeah. Um, Hall of Famers, Brie Bella, Nikki Bella, and Lita. Okay. And then Kelly Kelly, Michelle McCool, Summer Rae, and the one that is surprising the hell out of most people... Mickey James. Yes, and that's that's the one that I want to hit the topic on. Why why are you bringing in the TNA Women's Knockout Champion to be? I mean, I understand that they that they're short on women wrestlers. I understand that, but I'm also expecting to see some NXT women wrestlers uh, joining in as well. Well, there's still eleven I mean, more. 
that they have to put in. But why Mickey James? I mean, she she had an, she had the outs. She was on the outs with the WWE for a long time. Well, only because of her, and not because I mean because of the way she was treated by John Laurinaitis, who is no longer with the company, um, and the way he handled her personal belongings, and then her lashing out at WWE about it. That that was what that was all about. But in my opinion. I think there's one reason and one reason only why she's in the Royal Rumble this year. And does it have to do with maybe bringing out Tessa Blanchard? No. Well, why? The female entrant for WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. How many times yeah. have we? How many times have we seen that? Somebody that's yeah. rumored to go into the Hall of Fame make a surprise entrant into the Royal Rumble. That would be the number one reason for me to speculate that she'd be um, in the Royal Rumble is because they're going to induct her into the WWE Hall of Fame as the female participant. Okay, yeah, I can, I can see that. They've done that quite a few times before, so I can see that. Um, it's going to be nice to see Michelle McCool again. It's going to be nice yes. to see Kelly Kelly and Summer Rae. Yeah, but Kelly Kelly and Summer Rae, I mean, they're just, they're just tits and ass. They're they're not talent. Michelle McCool had a little. Michelle McCool had some wrestling talent. Yeah, and the Bellas. Eh. I mean, I wouldn't be disappointed if they didn't show up, but I guess obviously they're so. Well, Nikki Bella had to go through extensive. Um, Rehab and um, had to get special clearance to allow her to go into the Royal Rumble. Um, yeah. And she finally got approval and clearance from the WWE doctors. Her own doctors were like, yeah, you know, you could you could take the bumps and the bruises, just not too many. And WWE was like, no, 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 no. No, we don't want any of it. Now... <clears throat> They're they're allowing it, um, and Brie. I mean, see what you want to say. I mean, I always liked Brie better than Nikki, but Nikki was the the headline of the Bella Twins. You know, right. Brie was always the quote unquote sidekick. Um, yep. But just due to the fact that Brie Bella um, married is now two children with Daniel Bryan, kind of you know drew me to to Brie Bella a little bit more than Nikki. So, um, I mean, with those eleven, uh, with those eighteen that they have listed now, I nineteen. Mean, Stop with the eighteen. It's nineteen. Oh, nineteen. Okay. Well, with the nineteen that they have listed now, I mean, it's it looks like it's going to start off to be okay. Yeah. We'll have to see what they're going to have for the remaining eleven. Well, I mean, you got to figure whoever doesn't win the triple threat match between Dewdrop, Lib Morgan, and Bianca Belair, the other two will be in there. Right. So you kind of look at that as being 21. Um, I will say Lib Morgan and Dewdrop. Um, well, no, I don't think we're going to see Becky and Bianca at the Royal Rumble and then again at WrestleMania. Okay. I don't. Um... And then, I mean, if there's a returning Asuka, um, 
Alexa Bliss. I mean, so that puts you at 23. And then you have the six or seven, you know, women from NXT. I saw on WrestlingWars.com yesterday, flipping through the channel. And let me get your likelihood of this happening. Because one of the Wrestling Observer reporters said he had a meeting with this female wrestler about entering the Royal Rumble. And she said she contacted the powers to be at the WWE and they said that there's a very strong likelihood that she will be in the Royal Rumble this year and it's Paige. She's got a little bit more medical clearance issues than Nikki Bella had. Um, she can't even get she, I mean, she's rehabbed and worked and strengthened her neck and this and that. But she still has doubts from her personal doctors. Forget about the WWE doctors. Um, I know she'd love to get back in the ring. I know she'd love to make an appearance. And I mean, maybe something like the Royal Rumble is perfect. Because a lot of it is <clears throat> kind of, you know... St- Standing around, doing this, doing that, getting knocked down and laying down there for 10, you know, 30, 45 seconds before you do anything. And then, you know, a simple elimination. I mean, I could see something like that being for a good crowd pop because I think the crowd would go nuts if she did. <clears throat> yep. What would your shock value be? One to ten if she shows up. Eight. Mine too, I believe. Yep. I definitely believe that that would... That would be as high as it would be. And um, any men's matches have been uh, announced yet? or Any men's matches or guys in the Rumble? Uh, yeah, we got, no, matches. Because I know we got Lashley and uh, Lesnar, which I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, and then Edge and Beth Phoenix versus The Miz and Maurice. Okay. And nothing for the men's Royal Rumble yet? Yeah. Oh, okay. They have seven competitors right now. Um, okay. Right now, five from SmackDown. I'm sorry, five from Raw. Angela Dawkins, Montez Ford, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, and Austin Theory. One from SmackDown, um, and that's Sheamus. And then they're listing as a celebrity entrant in Johnny Knoxville. So right now, with those seven guys, I'm hoping the men's Royal Rumble is on the pre-show. Because I have right. no, right now I have no interest in seeing these seven people at all. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I can definitely agree with that. But, you know, the WWE just needs to keep these celebrities out of these big-time pay-per-views. I mean, Johnny Knoxville, seriously? Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't understand why... I mean, when when I saw the tweet and it was reported that he wants to be in the, the Royal Rumble, I'm like, oh, okay, this is funny. Um, yeah. But it, it's it's not funny. It's absolutely true. You serious, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Greg Chester's watching. Greg, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, we just hit the hour mark. What's that? We just hit the one hour mark. Yep. Yeah, so it's... Um I'm just hoping that the Royal Rumble Holy shit. for the men, they'll uh, 
they'll have some good participants. I really don't want to see Kevin Nash again. And right. Booker T and all that other stuff, you know? Right. Well, I mean, well, if they're not going to do Nakamura and Sami Zayn um, before the Royal Rumble, I mean, Rick Boogs, you could throw those three in. Kevin Owens, um, I mean, Big E. Uh, I mean, there's definitely a lot more names um, out and around that yep. will be put in. Right. Now, do you see Big E getting back into the WWE title picture? After WrestleMania again, or? What do you mean by after WrestleMania again? Well, I mean, I don't see him getting into the title into the title picture much before WrestleMania. Um, Why not? Because I think, I don't know, I just, I, I, with Big E, I think it was just a one and done thing. You know, they put the title on him to see how well he would do with it. He did pretty well. I think he did well, very well. And, and I, I mean, Monday Night Raw's ratings and and um, viewership was dropping. And then they had the draft. And, yeah, I mean, he wasn't the only one that went over to Monday Night Raw. But the ratings right. with him as champion were better than, I mean, Bobby Lashley. Okay. Um, I mean, it's... It was it was sad. It was too bad that he that he lost the title at the day one pay per view. But I, but to me, the minute they put Brock Lesnar in that match, I I believed to myself there was no way he wasn't coming out of there without the title. And it's just uh, it's just something that you know he's gonna be. I'm. I really expect him to lose it at WrestleMania. Who, Lesnar? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But just who does he lose it to is the question. Right. And uh, I don't want to see a Drew McIntyre. I wouldn't mind Seth Rollins. I wouldn't mind Roman Reigns. So picture this. Seth Rollins somehow beats Roman Reigns. And then Roman Reigns enters himself somehow in the Royal Rumble. And then Roman Reigns challenges Lesnar. And then they come up with another competitor um, for Seth Rollins. So Lesnar and Reigns fight for the WWE Championship, which Reigns wins and brings back to SmackDown. And then Rollins fights whoever he fights, and, and that tie- the Universal title stays on Raw. Okay. And then that's when you do the Drew McIntyre Roman Reigns feud, kick it off there, and have that end up sometime maybe around SummerSlam. Right. Yep. I can definitely see something like that happening. So, what and what WWE is going to do is, you know, just don't know. So, mark it. Uh, at 7.05, 7.04 p.m., January 9th, I pitched this idea. So if this happens at the Royal Rumble, Vince, I want a commission check. Yep. <laughs> we will contact him personally. But, um, 
And one other thing I want to get your opinion on. I was watching, you know, like I said, I, a lot of times I'll go on YouTube or I'll watch some of the videos on TV, and I see some of the wrestling videos that they have on there. And they have a couple of guys out there making predictions. And one of the predictions was the likelihood, I want to get your uh, opinion on the likelihood of this happening. Roman Reigns bringing in a new manager to be like a spokesperson like Paul Heyman was. And the manager he wants to bring in is Triple H. No, no. No, I don't, I don't. Likelihood one, interest negative one. I agree. I, I don't think Roman Reigns needs a spokesperson. I mean, it was great with, with, with Paul Heyman, because Paul Heyman added a little bit, but he has no problems anymore speaking for himself. He can cut a promo. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, is he John Cena? Is he The Rock? No. I, I guarantee he sits back there, backstage, whatever, going over in his thoughts in his head as to what he wants to say. I don't think he can pull too much of it off the hip like some of the great ones can. But he right. he can deliver a promo. Yep. I just want to make a couple of uh, indie wrestling announcements. Um, Northeast Wrestling is coming to the Waterbury Police Athletic League. And three former WWE stars are going to be appearing on that card. One of them is known as... Uh, Eric Redbeard, who was Eric Rowan in WWE. Uh, the other one was one of Greg's favorites, Enzo Amore. He's going to be on the show. And the monster among men, Braun Strowman, will be appearing at the Northeast Wrestling Show in Waterbury, Connecticut. But I don't believe he's going to be wrestling on the card. I think he's just there for a meet and greet. Well... There, those three wrestlers are advertised in Poughkeepsie um, the day before they're in, what is it, Waterbury or Danbury? Uh, uh, Danbury. They're in Poughkeepsie, New York the day before where the advertised main event is Titan, formerly known as Braun Strowman, Eric Redbeer, yeah. Verse, Enzo, and Bully Ray Dudley. Talk about a fucked up combination of wrestlers there. I mean, and I heard and I heard Enzo Amore on uh, one of the I think it was Busted Open, probably the Howard or the Howard Stern show. No, it was probably Busted Open. That's why he's tagging with Bully Ray. Yeah, Busted Open, and he said he's excited for this match because he gets to kick Braun Strowman's ass. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Man, man's the man is slightly bigger and slightly more experienced than Drake Maverick, and he's gonna kick Braun Strowman's ass, right? Right, Braun, Braun Strowman's foot is bigger than Enzo Amore's whole body. Yeah. So, but um, all right, Greg. Anything else you want to add? Um, no, I think that's about it. Okay. 
Uh, you know, like I said, tomorrow night, Monday Night Raw. Uh, there was a little issue we had a couple weeks ago with um, Don Kincaid. We had a hard time hearing him, so we're going to eventually bring him back on the show probably in a couple of weeks, and uh, I'll talk to Greg about doing the interview with him the way we do our prediction show. Maybe we can bring him on that way. And uh, so I'll be in touch with Don to, uh, you know, to, to get his schedule and when he's available and everything. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so... So tomorrow night's Monday Night Raw, the triple threat women's match. Dewdrop, Bianca Belair, and Liv Morgan should be an interesting one. Yes. The Raw, the Raw Tag Team Championship, RK Bro versus the Alpha Academy. Yep. Should be interesting as well. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Trivia is going to kick back, relax, throw some ice on his leg, and Enjoy the rest of the evening. So, on behalf of the Nugster Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report, saying thank you everybody for tuning in, and we'll catch you all next week.